0: When we get sick with an infection, our brains raise our body temperature, giving us fever. Over the years, scientists have been trying to find which specific parts of our brain causes fever. Knowing how fever is caused is important because rising body temperature and appetite loss are okay in moderation, but can become harmful if not tended too quickly or if they continue to rise past typical highs.
1: And to access this, researchers performed an experiment on mice hoping to zero in on the section of the brain which contains the fever-generating neurons. They started by activating 12 different areas of the brain, one at a time, until they noticed that about a thousand neurons clustered together in one area that seemed to be the fever-inducing culprits. These neurons are located in a very small part of the brain, and the scientists suspected they could cause both increased warmth as well as activate circuits to decrease body temperature. To test these neurons, the scientists began recording brain waves from sample mice, but used a special molecule to inactivate the region they had identified, then injected the mice with bacteria, which would result in a fever response. The bacteria set off an alarm that sent signals traveling across the entire mouse's body. However, with the inhibiting molecule being present in the mouse's brain, the neurons remaining inactive, the mouse's body temperature remained normal.
0: To further verify their conclusions, the scientists activated the neurons in the mouse without the presence of the molecule this time. The mouse body temperature increased. They found that these neurons didn't just cause fever, but they were the cause of the sick behaviors. Once the neurons were activated, the mice sought warmer areas, ate less food, and exhibited other symptoms of mice sick with flu-like illness, even though in reality, they remained healthy.
1: This study provided incredibly useful information for scientists and healthcare professionals, as well as for anyone suffering from an infection-induced fever. First, it proved conclusively that a fever doesn't come from the bacteria or virus itself, but is part of the brain's and immune system's own efforts to fight it off. These discoveries may lead to a future where we are able to avoid fevers by using other mechanisms to activate the immune system to fight illness while leaving the fever-inducing area of the brain suppressed. After concluding their research, the scientists suspect that there must be other neurons in the body that detect foreign molecules entering the body and send signals to different parts of the immune system, either activating it or suppressing it. The researchers plan to continue their studies on how these signals influence the experience of being sick and the behavioral changes we experience. COVID-19 infections can lead to birth complications. So maternal health care in this country has long been a big concern. Over the past decade, however, it's come to be labeled a topic of highest concern by healthcare care providers since the U.S. achieved the ignoble distinction of having the highest maternal
2: mortality rate out of all developed countries. That's crazy. Wow. The leading cause of maternal and fetal death is a pregnancy complication known as preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is not very well understood, but during the pandemic, the number of preeclampsia cases skyrocketed, and according to doctors, presented a public health threat. In general, the pandemic resulted in an increase in pregnancy complications, which is leading many experts to wonder if and how COVID-19 is causing these complications
1: now almost three years out since the start of the pandemic. Many doctors and researchers are looking at the effects that COVID-19 has had on reproductive health, particularly menstrual cycles, fertility, pregnancy, and fetal development. Several large studies have verified that there has been an increase in pregnancy complications during the pandemic, but none have been able to pinpoint the exact reason why. For many immunologists and OBGYNs, The increased rate of pregnancy complications during the pandemic was alarming, especially because COVID was considered to be a respiratory illness, and no one expected the virus to impact reproductive organs.
2: However, this is not the first time a virus has caused pregnancy and developmental complications. The 1918 flu pandemic and the Zika epidemic were two other viruses that have heightened complications for both mother and child. So far, the key findings from COVID-19's effect on reproductive health is that it does not seem to affect fertility. However, with pregnancy, the risk of preeclampsia and other issues such as stillbirths does seem to increase if you contract COVID while pregnant. In fact, In fact, multiple studies have shown that pregnant women who were infected with COVID had about a 60% increased risk of preeclampsia compared with those who were not infected.
1: Although the mechanism is still unclear, researchers believe that COVID-19 is causing inflammation and strain on the circulatory systems of these pregnant mothers. COVID-19 is able to bind to receptors in the heart and on blood vessels known as ACE2 receptors. These receptors are responsible for regulating blood pressure and inflammation. As a result of COVID, doctors have found that in some patients, it ends up causing hundreds of tiny blood clots, which is a risk factor for developing preeclampsia.
2: Many women feel that there's not enough being done by government and health officials about awareness regarding these pregnancy complications as a result of COVID. The connection between COVID and preeclampsia is alarming, and the public, not just pregnant women, should be informed of this. That way people might avoid using risky behavior, especially around pregnant individuals.
1: This is scary. The more we find out about COVID and its effects, the scarier it gets, you know? As a, as a woman in child, still childbearing age, Even though you know, my husband and I have made a decision not to have children, like this, still not to have any more children, excuse me, is so scary. It is just so scary. And then thinking that, you know, it's like, what is being done? Why is there not urgency around figuring this out and helping us, you know, and helping women? And like, I love that, you know, we made sure to say it's not just a women's problem because. When people hear reproductive issues, yeah, a lot of people shut shut off. They're like, "Oh, right. that's a woman's issue. Yeah. I, that doesn't affect me. I don't have to worry about it." Yeah, but really, yes, you do. You know, yeah. we're fifty percent in the population. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like I mean, come on, we're connected to everything, and then well, you know, and every
2: single one of us, hundred percent of the population, like was you know once, <laughs> you exactly, know, yeah.
1: Like, yeah. how could you not? How could it not affect you, even if it's, quote unquote, just a women's issue? It, yeah, you know what I mean? So totally. it's just it's just so infuriating. It's frustrating and yeah. scary that more isn't being done and to to let people know, especially the dangers of this.
2: Hopefully, you know, there'll be more research studies coming out that mm-hmm. um, point us in the right direction about this. But we'll we'll definitely be keeping you updated.
0: Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast, follow us on social media, and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry, that's D R D E R Y. To
1: see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefortheshow.com.
0: We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words?
1: Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare care providers regularly.
0: And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.